today's podcast, we'll examine how the desert island dilemma applies to retirement decisions. Please stay with us for outtake on this fascinating problem set. And now, Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. You also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade. Podcast 108 for Money Matters USA with Fred Sade, founder and managing director of the firm of the same name, a fiduciary firm, Money Matters USA, specializing in retirement strategies. Fred, a fiduciary, holding a PhD in economics from Duke University. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. I got to tell you, Fred, I have two movie themes that if it's about this subject matter, I will watch the movie. One is time travel, and the other is people trapped on a desert island. And it yes, may yes. go back to the fact that I was a huge Gilligan's Island fan as oh, a kid. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. and I do like the show Survivor, Fred. I like that show. Do you watch that? Yes, I, I have. And um, I uh, really am taken by the intensity of the competition mm-hmm. uh, among the contestants. And, you know, when you watch it, you realize that they're not putting on an act. They are really out for who's going to survive right. and, and who's going to win. No, exactly. Uh, it's really, I mean, that's that's as close to bread and circuses, <laughs> the Romans, <laughs> I think you can get. Yeah, in many ways, it sure is, no doubt. And the, the show Survivor grapples, of course, with that desert island dilemma concept. Uh, so let's set up the problem here. You're stranded on a desert island. You have lots of food, but you're short on water. And you have to figure out how much water you can drink every day before you run out. You have no idea when you'll be rescued or when it will rain again. You can't answer these questions. So you drink the least amount of water you can to sustain life to survive until rescue. Now, Fred, that sounds very familiar to something we talk about uh, uh, all the time here. So how does the desert island dilemma apply to retirement? Well... Here's the retirement version. You've just retired, and the company throws you a retirement party. And you're at your party, and you look at your barrel. Barrel now is filled with money. It's no longer filled with water. Barrel has all the money you have ever saved and invested over your entire working lifetime, And the money in the barrel has to last the rest of your life. You have three problems now. Number one, you don't know how long you're going to live. That's a major issue. Mm -hmm. Because from there, you now have to deal with the fact that you don't know how long your money will last. The third problem that you have is you don't know how much you can spend. And these three problems 
are, are very significant. So at, at Money Matters USA, we work with many do-it-yourselfers because we're, we're fee-based. And my experience with do-it-yourselfers is that they're asset-focused. So their usual, their typical answer to how much can I spend, they're going to underspend or they're going to spend the least amount that's possible mm -hmm. because they are very afraid of running out of money. Now, just because someone is wealthy does not make them a financial genius. Warren Buffett refers to what he calls, and this is in air quotes now, a circle of competence close air quotes, circle mm -hmm. of competence. And what Buffett is saying is that every person, each person has a particular area of brilliance. And if they stick to what they know best, then if they move outside of that circle of competence, they often become significantly below average as most of their life was dedicated to their area of competence. Now, let me just give you a very simple example of what the circle of competence would mean in practice. Suppose you're a medical doctor and you and your wife are, go on a cruise. And while you're on the cruise, the captain makes an announcement. The announcement is that the ship's doctor and nurse are are ill. Not clear why they're ill. Maybe they ate some bad food. Maybe they've caught a cold of some kind, or maybe it's more serious. We need a doctor. So the captain asks, is there a doctor among the passengers, and would that doctor identify himself? Now, you're a doctor. You're a dermatologist. <laughs> you don't want to volunteer. <laughs> Your wife says, you have to volunteer. You took an oath to help people. And he said, yeah, but I also took an oath not to do any harm. Well, his, his wife's pressure, he gives into it. And he now volunteers, tells the captain that he's a medical doctor, but his specialty is dermatology. Well, now it doesn't matter because all of a sudden, you get all sorts of problems. You've got cardiology, neurology, internal medicine, infectious diseases. And he's, now he's practicing outside of his single area of specialty, his single area of competence. And now uh, that doesn't go well. And finally, he says, I'm doing more damage than I'm doing good. So he stops. And the problem is it's now a survivorship problem. And we don't know if, if the doctor and the nurse recovered or they recovered enough to step back in. But, but he is not competent to be practicing outside of his specialty. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I understand he did tell them, look, I can't really help you there, but uh, I did notice you have a pretty bad case of eczema, so here's my card. <laughs> you... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, uh, no, I get that. And I get that circle of competence thing because we do spend so much time 
just focusing on our area of expertise. There's nothing really wrong with that. I mean, Fred, yours is retirement planning, financial strategies, traditional yes. planning. And your job is harder now, too, because, oh, yeah. you know, at one time, traditional retirement planning worked. We had the pensions, Social Security, uh, which we still have, but a little shaky. Uh, other assets, longevity, not as extended. Uh, so we could we could have a little more confidence in our retirement success. Well, now it is way more complicated and could be frustrating. Yeah, that's that's you're absolutely you're absolutely right on on target because the the hurdles that people need to overcome uh, are so much greater. I mean, what are we looking at? Number one, we're looking at the probability of higher taxes. I mean, that's baked into the cake. The secure the um, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act expires at the end of 2025. We revert to the Obama-Bush uh, uh, taxes. So we know the taxes are going up. We know that estate, estate tax exclusions are going down. We've got an enormous amount of volatility uh, in, the, in the markets. When you have this amount of volatility, the uh, equity markets and the fixed income markets, the bond markets tend to act in a similar way. They tend to converge. They're, they don't offset uh, each other. We have inflation uh, that is um, slowed a bit, but we still have the we still have a problem that the <clears throat> things that the Federal Reserve is attempting to do are being offset by the administration's fiscal policy. There's over $3 trillion of, of money that's about to be spent that's coursing through the system, tax credits, monetizing of these tax credits. Uh, this is offsetting what the, what the Fed is trying to do. So the Fed will keep on doing what it's doing unsuccessfully so far, and um, the Treasury will continue to do what it's doing. People are living significantly longer. So having enough saved, these are challenges. Now, I know that it's easy to say, well, you could work longer. Now, sometimes people do, but this is not necessarily, certainly working longer for some people is the best thing that they can do. But it's not, you know, it's not a panacea. Because there's an incrementalism among some people. I'll say to them, when do you plan on retiring? Well, I'm going to work another year more. Why are you working another year? I want to save uh, uh, some more money. And they really keep on doing this because they really don't know if the additional saving is, is actually necessary. And they may very well wind up oversaving with money that they actually don't need. And and there may be other reasons, you know, for continuing to work, for for uh, interactions with people, with, with social utility, uh, to keep your mind sharp, to get out of the house. I mean, all these things may, uh, may be there, but the basic thing, because I need more money, for what purpose? What I mean, they're not clear on their spending goals or their income Goals and, and I don't say that likely because that that's a very difficult thing to focus on that. Now the fact of the matter is that most of the software that is out there right now uh, cannot deal 
with variable spending patterns. Virtually every software program that's out there right now assumes that spending will increase at some rate of inflation to offset inflation so that we have constant uh, inflation-adjusted indexed for inflation spending. So the dollar in the future will buy the same uh, amount of goods and services as a dollar uh, today. So we have constant purchasing power. Well, the question is, is that necessary? So the latest research um, casts real doubt on the smile diagram that was created by Michael Stein, and it's been popularized uh, by David Blanchett. And what we are finding uh, from the additional research, some of it by Blanchett, uh, is that people adjust their spending. So what we're finding is that people actually spend less than we used to than we used to think. Spend less. Okay. Um, we're, this is a good break point, Fred. I, I'm glad you're going to handle this, but we're going to, uh, Fred, on, after the break, is going to tap into math, economics, and science as they relate to retirement strategies. That's coming up on Money Matters USA. Getting the right retirement strategy suited to your unique needs and desires is hitting the bullseye. You can say, I nailed it. You actually should say, we nailed it, because there's a fiduciary firm that's right there with you, putting together the pieces of your very own retirement puzzle. It's a bullseye plan for you. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. Money Matters USA. And yes, that is how you get in touch with Fred uh, to schedule wherever you are, by the way. Uh, Consultation 800-593-8188. 800-593-8188. I also invite you to visit Fred's website, moneymattersusa.net. We opened the podcast saying it was podcast 108, and that it is. But so that means there are 107 other ones, and you can scroll through the menu. If you go to uh, moneymattersusa.net, and if you click podcast, uh, Fred's got access to just two of the plat- many platforms this podcast is available on, and that's Apple and Amazon. You can click that, scroll through the menu. You also on podcast, if you want to join in Stump the Guru, we'll have some more of those questions coming up in future podcasts. If you uh, ask one, just where you click podcast, you'll see the Stump the Guru Click that, and there you go. That's how you submit a question for Fred. If you stump him, you end up uh, getting something, a a nice gift from Fred. And also definitely click the red light program and learn about the red light on the dashboard program. All of that is at Money Matters USA. We're talking about retirement of today. And Fred now is going to apply some math and economics and science in the strategies that we'll discuss here. Let's start out with what kind of income you need in retirement, Fred. I mean, do you need 80 percent of your income in retirement i've always understood that to be the benchmark is that correct well um the research now particularly blanchett's research shows that people spend within a range and the range is between 57 
to 80% of their pre-retirement spending in retirement. So we can't really rely on, on an 80% rule of, of thumb. It's, it's more specific. It's more idiosyncratic. And what's more, because people live longer, they live much longer than they think they will, and they retire sooner than they think they that they will. Hmm. So people, you know, look at their parents, they look at their relatives, and they say, "Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to outlive them. They lived a certain number of years, and and I'm assuming that uh, that I will do the same thing." And and that idea is false. So whatever you think you're going to live, however long you think you're going to live, add at a minimum something between five to nine years, tack it on uh, to it. Well, you know, people tell me they're ill and this hurts and that hurts and they have to see the doctor three, four times a week, different doctors and their calendar is all filled with appointments, so we have to negotiate with them as to when we're going to talk and so on and so forth. And then I, I run the Society of Actuaries Longevity Calculator, and they see the longevity report. They see the results, both for their individual longevity and their uh, longevity as a, a couple. And then they say, well, let's plan for 20 years. Well, it could be 20 years, could be 30 years, could be 40 years. We don't really, we don't really know, but uh, we we have to uh, look at h- how can we make the the money, the money, uh, the money last, and what your family, whatever that longevity was, it's totally uh, irrelevant. That that experience doesn't count. This is a brand new, this is a brand new day. day. So we have we have we have this longevity issue that 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 we have to negotiate out with people, and um, okay. So as we indicated earlier, you, maybe you can work longer, maybe you can't. Um, again, the, the research shows us that on average, people retire three years earlier than they think they're going to retire or even that they want to retire. Why do you think that is? I mean, what do you think? Well, usually it could be a health issue. It might be an ill spouse that they have to provide care for. Uh, or it, it's also sometimes their skills are outmoded. Those mm. are the three main reasons. But they also may be working for a small company, and, and the company just doesn't, doesn't need them uh, anymore. Or it could be a large company. Uh, that wants to want to you know downsize or rejigger the average age uh, of their employees, and and so they're they're pushed out, uh, courage to leave, maybe a package out, whatever it might, whatever it might uh, might be. So you have to take into consideration the longevity is greater than you think, and your ability to work is not going to be as long as you might hope. You you just you just don't know, but you have to pay attention. Uh, to these two things, longevity and and whether or not you're going to have an extended employment. Okay. Uh, now, you you said that there's an issue on how to calculate spending patterns. What do you mean by that? Well, the issue is, and the problem set that we have is there's, there's very few 
programs that are out there that are, are going to be helpful that when you are, are dealing with spending and retirement, because most of the programs assume that we, we need to inflate income every, every year uh, to offset inflation and somebody's spending pattern. Now, I said earlier that, that Blanchett's latest research tends to discredit uh, the, this, this smile pattern um, and people spend significantly less than they think they're they're going to spend, and if they spend less, then there's absolutely no need to adjust uh, for any uh, inflation whatsoever. And if people are challenged, they're going to spend less, and they're going to stretch out their their income. So this this means that we are spending less in retirement. And uh, we don't really have software right now, for the most part, uh, virtually non-existent, that has or that's caught up uh, with the research. the The software right now is really um, based on the smile diagram mm -hmm. and assumes that our spending is very high at the beginning, bottoms out a bit, and then increases. Uh, at, at, toward the uh, later years of our life, where the spending increases for for, for uh, medical reasons and uh, frailty reasons, the, the need for adult daycare, the, the need for uh, for services that that, that relate to uh, to memory care, dementia, uh, and, pro and possibly other physical uh, conditions. And what Blanchett's research is now showing is that that diagram is is incorrect, that that uh, people tend to spend less. Uh, some people, and, and this is significant, continue uh, in retirement to continue saving and investing and, and don't make the adjustment, don't understand that money has two stages, an accumulation stage and a deaccumulation income stage where you may have some investing, but it's not, it is not a significant uh, portion of what you're doing because the issues uh, change because now you you have to get serious about uh, sequence of risk uh, and you have to understand uh, that risk is significantly different from from volatility and uh, Markowitz, who, Dr. Markowitz, who invented modern portfolio theory, um, has sp spoke. Uh, he's deceased now recently, but he spoke and, and has written on the fact that modern portfolio theory is really valid only in the accumulation stage because the, the, the needs and the concepts and the, the issues you're trying to solve uh, during retirement, during the deaccumulation and income stage, uh, are very different than the issues that you are trying to solve during the uh, accumulation stage. So just to uh, put in a a quick word about Monte Carlo simulations, and I could talk for two or three hours without stop, but I'm not going to. Uh, Monte Carlo simulations are misleading. You you put arithmetic numbers in, and you get geometric numbers out. You do that to account for volatility. Geometric numbers are going to adjust for variance. Variance is another name for volatility. If you put geometric numbers in, you, you will get results that are extremely 
misleading. So you, it's arithmetic in, geometric out. Now, the Monte Carlo simulations are essentially a lot of averages. So all you're saying is, let me make this simple. All you're saying is, let's say we do 10 scenarios and 50% of them fail half the time. Okay, so what you're a retiree, what exactly does that mean to you? So let's say we do a scenario and I'm just making this up. Let's say you need $6,000 a month for 30 years. And in the scenarios show that maybe it goes 27 years or 28 years. So you're, you're two or three years short of your goal. Does that really mean anything? And because the smile diagram has, is being discredited, um, we know now that uh, from the newest research that people will adjust their spending. So saying that the Monte Carlo simulation scenario failed is not only misleading, it's also very upsetting to a client. Now, a client has spent a lifetime here working, saving, investing, and you're saying to the client, yeah, 50% of the simulations failed. You're doing a terrible job. I mean, you got a 50% failure rate. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how is that going to gonna gonna make you uh, feel? I mean, just saying that it doesn't really help. It's, it's much better to look at the result, recognize that spending will adjust, and say and say to the client, "Look, you're you're on the right track here. You don't have anything to worry about because we know that that they will adjust their spending." And that's that's what we want to hear. Definitely, I mean, we want the best retirement we can have. So, how would you define that just right Goldilocks retirement? Well, there's a really interesting conversation between two friends, and that's uh, David Blanchett, who we already talked about, and Michael Finka. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're friends. Um, Finka was uh, Blanchett's PhD advisor at one time. Uh, and so without repeating everything that I've said, they do have a significant disagreement on spending in retirement. Now, Finka's research shows that if a person has a pension, if you're lucky enough to have a pension, and you have guaranteed income from an annuity, and you have Social Security if you're really lucky, excuse me, you have a pension if you're really lucky, um, but if you don't, you don't. But if you have the Social Security and you have the income annuity, you are going to be in a better position than someone who is using a distribution strategy, whether it's the 4% rule, 3% rule, 5% rule, 6% rule, whatever, whatever, whatever withdrawal strategy you're using, uh, you will be better off than that person who's using a distribution strategy. Because uh, when a market correction occurs, 
I'm not talking about a drawdown. We have drawdowns constantly. Look mm-hmm. at the market. It's up one day. It's down the right. next day. Uh, but we're talking about corrections. We know that the S&P corrects uh, every five years or any over any 10-year period. We're going to get two major corrections. We get periodic drawdowns, and usually the recovery is, is somewhere between 400 to 700 days in order to get in order to get back so what's a, a drawdown is considered 20 percent uh, and we have those uh, periodically so uh, when that happens if, if you're dependent on a withdrawal strategy you're going to spend less so you want you're you're going to look at that and say hey I got to preserve I got to preserve my my capital and you may be tempted to get out of the market at that point and, and just go to cash and, and that's is that prudent? Well, not likely. Uh, not not as a long term strategy. Now, in a bull market, a bull market lasts for a very long time. And I know, and I I have charts uh, like a lot of other people do. It shows if you miss the f- three highest days, four highest days, five highest days, and what th- what that means. But you know, as a practical matter, let's say you do miss the five highest days. So what? Uh, if, if a bull market at lasts for years, all right, you'll 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 do well enough that it doesn't you know you know it doesn't significantly matter uh, whether or not you miss the, the three highest days or the four uh, highest days. The fact is, you're you're going to be out of the market, you're going to be in cash, and you're going to spend less. Now, what Finca is saying is that if you have guaranteed income. You know that you're going to get a check next month. Yeah, like when we and work. So, <laughs> yeah, you're going to continue to spend because you don't have to worry about income. Now, I, I the um, oh, it's almost a caricature now uh, that uh, people who who have um, uh, guaranteed income can be, if they want to be, more aggressive in the rest of their portfolio. Mm-hmm. Most people don't, but I, occasionally I have someone who says that they, you know, really want to be very, very aggressive. And what I tell them to do is open up a separate account, put a hundred thousand dollars in, and speculate, you know, to your uh, to your heart's content, and do whatever it is you want, but not in the in the core, because we want to make sure that losses are not greater than five to ten. Uh, percent, uh, even in our investing strategies. So we want to we want to make sure that there is no long recovery period, uh, because it, it, you know at this point you don't have fresh income coming in. You've got what you got, and we have to make sure that we operate in in a way that is uh, uh, protective uh, of your uh, of your assets, and um, if the market is in correction or in significant drawdown and we have guaranteed sources of income, then we don't need to make with portfolio withdrawals. And this is also where the emergency fund is important because we can take some money from that emergency fund and uh, don't, ha- and don't have to liquidate mm-hmm. uh, positions. And we, we've, already talked about uh, how uh, the, the so-called endowment effect, where people value what they own, and they won't sell a down position. And of course, this increases 
uh, risk, which is what uh, Tversky and Kahneman uh, told us in prospect theory, uh, which is uh, people are afraid, more afraid of losses and, and want to avoid those. They get, they get and uh, so uh, this, this, is, this is where risk starts to uh, increase. And once you start measuring that, people are often shocked by how much risk they are, they are taking. So I think you have to um, uh, keep in mind that there are only three sources of protected, guaranteed income. Pension, if you're lucky and you have one. Uh, if you don't, you, it, it, whether you do or you don't, you're going to get Social Security and an income annuity will, will take care of it. Now, you can also buy life insurance, and life insurance will provide a legacy, and then you can spend the rest of that money, and you don't have to worry about it. And this is a very proper use of life insurance because the death benefit of life insurance is a, an asset that is not coordinated with, with the performance of the equity market. So uh, I hope that, that our desert island um, scenario here uh, will cause you to think uh, a little differently uh, about, uh, you know, about retirement scenarios. And I hope that you're open to uh, taking a fresh cut at, uh, at the problem. And, and if you agree with my take on it, then by all means, give us a call or look at our, our website and, uh, and see if, if uh, this is something you would like to explore. Yeah, because you, in that way, you want to be in a position where you don't have to, going back to the desert island, you don't have to ration your water. It's certainly understandable that those who have a strong core may be a little more tolerant of risk, although I'm sure you advise them to factor in the uh, recovery time. It's certainly yes. understandable that those who have a pension would be more comfortable spending, but you can also talk about to those who don't have a pension about building in a personal pension and then having that uh, as you know, kind of a bucket strategy with, as you said, uh, an emergency fund as well. You know, I think about speaking of movies about trapped on a desert island castaway with Tom Hanks, you know, I remember he, he would, um, and I've seen other movies too, where it rains and then they just have to pour a little water from a leaf, maybe into a coconut so they can yeah. build up their water supply. And what you want to do is find a freshwater river <laughs> on the yeah. island or something like that. And and that's that income. So I, it, it is really a great tie-in. And well, we all want that Goldilocks retirement. Good strategies can get you there. We also mentioned that uh, it is tougher now. And it can seem overwhelming. You don't have to go it alone. Thank goodness for people like Fred Sade who bring their expertise to this special field of finance, and that is retirement planning, because there are about 10,000 Americans a day turning 65. You can reach Fred at 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188, the website moneymattersusa.net, and wherever you land, we've got a link to that. We've got his number on there, too, uh, but also at that website, be sure to click that Red Light program, learn about Red Light on the dashboard uh, podcast, and, and Stump the Guru is there on the podcast tab. So, so much available at moneymattersusa.net. So much great information here every week. We drop these podcasts on all, all the platforms every Friday. So thanks for staying with us on the podcast Money Matters USA.
Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.